Welcome to the first episode of the Data Spot podcast. In case you have not heard the introduction episode, we recommend that you do. This will help set the context for what to expect in this series. I am your host Swapnil Karkare and over the next few episodes, we will try and demystify several economic indicators for you. We will begin with inflation, which is a very hot topic these days. Almost every country is going through a bout of elevated inflation. There are several reasons for this and I am sure you might be aware of them. From spillover effects of the pandemic to the Russia-Ukraine conflict to ultra-easy monetary policy since the global financial crisis of 2008. Central banks have now finally woken up to this reality and have started increasing rates, although quite late than the ideal. But we are not interested to explain you why we are here or give our opinions on when the inflation will cool down. We believe that there are already a lot of people who do this and uh, enough people who have gone wrong about this. Rather, we will talk about how inflation is actually calculated and different measures of inflation. And believe me when I say it is not as straightforward as going to a market and taking prices of onions and potatoes and then taking its average. It is much more complex than that. And finally, we will also talk about the utility of the inflation data because there is always something more than just the headline number you see being reported in the newspapers or TV. Over the course of three episodes, we will try and help you navigate this complexity so that the next time you hear about inflation, you do not dismiss the data as something which is made up or being too complex. But rather, you try and focus on what the data might be telling you about the economy. So let's get started with the first episode. If I ask you what is the current level of inflation in India, chances are most of you would say that it is at 7% because CPI, the consumer price index is showing that figure. But what if someone looks at say WPI, the wholesale price index and says, you know what, actually it is 12%. So who is right? Did you know that there is no single all-weather universal inflation index, but rather there are easily more than half a dozen measures of inflation in India. So in this episode, we will talk about different measures of inflation and what they mean. Now, there are two main types of inflation indices in India, CPI, the consumer price index and WPI, the wholesale price index. CPI is the most widely used measure of inflation, not just in India, but globally. But there are several variations of CPI index itself, each of which tries to measure something slightly different. In contrast to the CPI, the WPI is less widely used. The WPI per se is not used in developed countries but its cousin, the PPI or the producer price index is used. And then there is inflation expectations, a modern measure of inflation. See, we told you, measuring inflation is not just about taking prices of onions and potatoes. So what is the difference between all these measures? As the name suggests, CPI tries to capture prices at consumer level, while WPI at wholesaler or producer level, which is sort of up the distribution chain. If the chain starts from say manufacturer to retailer and then final consumer, the CPI is the last price that is paid by consumers while the WPI is the prices paid before the distribution phase. This is the basic conceptual difference between these indices. Now let us take an example. Let us assume that there is an automobile company that sells cars at Rs 120 to the final consumer. Now assume that the same company gives a dealer or distribution a commission of Rs 20. So the price of the car to the dealer is rupees 100 and that to the final consumer is 120. The WPI will capture 100 rupees as the price for its calculations 
while the CPI will capture 120 rupees. I think that is clear. Now assume that the same automobile company reduces the commission it pays to the distributor from say 20 to 15, but it keeps final prices unchanged. So the price to the dealer or the distributor has now increased from 100 rupees to 105, while the final price has remained unchanged, which is 120 rupees. So the WPI will report that the price of automobiles has increased while the CPI will report that there has been no increase in the price of automobiles. Both the calculations are right and there is no contradiction. But both are telling us two different stories. This is one of the reasons why at times CPI and WPI will report different levels of inflation. There is another difference between CPI and WPI and which is that CPI includes prices of services like hospital fees, salon charges, coaching classes, hotels, etc. The WPI, however, does not include services. It only includes goods. But this is just peculiar to the way India calculates WPI. But when we talk about the PPI which is used in US, they include services in PPI's calculation, though not completely. So in India's case, if a homeowner hires a security agency to protect his or her house, that cost is included in CPI. But if the same person hires a security agency to protect his factory, then that is not included in WPI. So I think you got a fair idea why CPI and WPI rates are different. For August 2022, CPI was at 7% while WPI was at 12%. There is one major limitation to both CPI and WPI and which is that they do not cover all the agents in the economy or all the goods and services produced or consumed in an economy. The CPI tries to measure inflation from perspective of consumer while WPI from the perspective of producer, excluding services. But what about the overall rate of inflation in an economy? That is where GDP deflator comes into picture. At a very basic level, GDP deflator is the difference between nominal GDP and real GDP. Now nominal GDP as you would know is the value of all final goods and services produced in an economy in a given period at their current prices. And real GDP is the value of all final goods and services produced at prices prevailing at some base year. Let us elaborate this by giving an example. India's nominal GDP for financial year 2022 was around 240 trillion rupees which is 240 lakh crores. The real GDP for the same year was approximately 150 trillion rupees or 150 lakh crores. The difference between the two is 90 trillion rupees. This difference represents the accumulated or cumulative inflation since 2011-12 which is the base year for the GDP series. In the year 2011-12, both nominal and real GDP were same. But post 2011-12, nominal and real GDP start to diverge with nominal GDP rising faster than the real GDP because of inflation. Now, if we assume that there was no inflation from 2011-12 to 2021-22, then nominal GDP and real GDP would have been at the same level. But because we have inflation, nominal GDP and real GDP have diverged. And the difference between the two is the GDP deflator, which is a economy-wide inflation. This uh, GDP deflator includes inflation from all aspects of the economy. It includes inflation from consumption as well as investments, exports as well as imports. Therefore, it is the broadest measure of inflation in any economy. Until now, we have seen three different measures of inflation. So the next logical question to ask is whether these measures show the same inflation level or not. 
Do they diverge or converge or what? To answer this, we turn to our resident economist, Anisha. Hi Swapnil, you know actually CPI, WPI and the GDP deflator behave very differently due to their methodologies. We can see that by their annual average inflation levels. For example, in the financial year 2022, the average CPI was 5.5%, the average WPI was 13% and the GDP deflator was close to 10%. Similarly, in the financial year 2016, the average CPI was around 5%, the average WPI was minus 3.6% and the GDP deflator was just 2%. So you know over the past decade, the inflation measures on average have shown a very different trend. The average inflation from April 2012 to March 2022 or from FY13 to FY2022 measured through the different indices are CPI at 5.8%, WPI at 3.5% and the GDP deflator at 4.9%. From the financial year 2013, CPI has been decreasing consistently from 10% to 3.4% and that is the lowest in FY19. WPI on the other hand hit the rock bottom of minus 3.6% in the financial year 2016, which is also a negative inflation, also known as deflation. GDP deflator also showed a declining trend until FY16. From the financial year 2016 to the financial year 2019, the WPI and GDP deflator started to increase. During the financial year 2018 and 19, we saw a convergence among all these indicators where they showed inflation level of around 3 to 4%, but from FY20, they have diverged again. Also, there's an another index which is Inflation Expectations Index that is also quite interesting and for that, I hand it over back to Swapnil. Thanks a lot, Anisha. That was really, really a good information. Now, let us look at the last inflation metric, which is Inflation Expectations. This is a relatively new metric of inflation. In India, every two months, RBI conducts a survey known as Inflation Expectations Survey. The first survey was done in 2005. In the survey, RBI asked people from major cities what they think the current level of inflation is. Uh, similar to what I asked you just at the beginning of the episode. They also asked what they think the inflation will be a year down the line. And then few more questions. Someone might say inflation is at 100% and someone might say inflation is at 0%. The final number is the average of all these disparate responses, which comprises of people working in different sectors, people not working at all, people of different age groups and so on. And that average is the inflation perceived by the respondents or inflation expectations. Now you might think that this entire exercise might be pretty useless or this entire metric might be pretty useless because people can give any wild number as their estimate of current inflation which may not have to do anything with the actual inflation calculated by our statistical body. You know what, you might be partially right but uh, you would be surprised to know that there is actually a relationship between the inflation number that is presented in the survey and the inflation number that is actually reported. And for that, we go back to our resident economist, Anisha. Thanks, Swapnil. So yes, the average inflation expectation of households does differ from the actual CSO reported CPI inflation. 
but there are three things that stand out in that. First, that the inflation rate as perceived by households has almost always been higher than the CSO reported CPI inflation. Second, the inflation expected by households a year down the line is almost always higher than the current inflation as perceived by them. So you know there is a systematic bias in the way households perceive inflation but and this is very important as the reported inflation changes the inflation as perceived by households also changes with a lag of approximately two three quarters so if inflation were to let us say moderate during the september quarter then this is likely to show up in lower inflation being perceived by households during the march or june quarter next year so inflation expectations in india is thus adaptive Household inflation expectation adapts to actual inflation data rather than them being productive. An increase in inflation expectations of households has not historically resulted in the corresponding change in actual inflation. In a sense, this adaptive nature of household inflation expectations validates the reported CPI inflation directionally at least, you know if in not absolute level. And this is important. For if people do not perceive a reduction in CPI inflation which the RBI targets to reduce through the interest rates, then what is the point of monetary policy? Oof. That is a lot of things we have discussed today. Thanks a lot Anesha once again. So to sum up, we have talked about different inflation measures like CPI, WPI, GDP deflator, inflation expectations. Then we talked about how CPI and WPI are different from each other, why GDP deflator is more comprehensive inflation measure and how changing perceptions about future inflation expectations could impact actual inflation in general. Hopefully, next time when you read about inflation number, you will appreciate the number, its context and what it actually means slightly better. That's it for now and in the next episode, we will talk about how CPI and WPI are actually calculated. See you soon. And that concludes this episode. I hope you liked it. Your hosts today were Swapnil and Anisha. The transcript of this episode and episode links are available on our website, indiadatahub.com. If you did like this episode, please subscribe and share this with others who you think might be interested. If you have any feedback or suggestions as to what topics we should cover, do drop us a line at podcast at indiadatahub.com. See you next week. This is Ashutosh, the co-founder of India Data Hub, signing out.